news for a Waffle Butt Media podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Schwedcast. Today, as your always host, I am the Schweezy coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. In January today on the show, we're trying a new format out, so I got my network boss, Tim, on the line. Tim, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Welcome to, and this is Schwegcast, the podcast. The Schwegcast, the podcast. <laughs> the Schweg pod. And so before all our technical difficulties, tell everyone, since the last time you were on the show, we were talking about your task cam not working. Yes. And so yeah, tell sucked. everyone what you just upgraded to. A PreSonus AudioBox 4.4 VSL. Yeah, Four. the Tascam, they stopped making it and then stopped making the driver, and I was unable to upgrade my operating system, so I had to get a whole new system. Well, let me, let me see this. Does your does the Tascam have an optical port, and does your new one have an optical port? Cause what you, it does. Because if, if they both do, you can hook up the two together, and I believe... Shut up, really? Yeah, your PreSonus can be like your main... Oh, and then like with well the done. optical, it expands that. I believe I'm not, and don't take my word for it, but it could work. All I know I will is definitely work with that at the end. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to get some. Yeah, just got to get an optical cable. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing. Sam's the audio engineer at the company. I know. <laughs> I, I I know all this stuff. <laughs> the, Speaking the of brains. which, but before, so I want I want to let everyone know. Tim added me to all these podcast groups on Facebook. Which is which is fine. Like we got to promote the show, which I don't have a problem with that. But I see all these posts all the time about like like excessive, excessive about people like wanting audio questions, and I (laughs) think I like to lay low on Facebook for the most part because I like to have. I'm trying to separate like my personal life from my social media life, and and then I just tell everything that's going on on the podcast. So it really does make sense, but. I see people like asking audio questions all the time and like there's like what mic should I get and I see like these mic suggestions I'm like nope nope, nope don't nope. get that yeah and so I don't <laughs> want to start like drama or anything but like these people on this on these Facebook groups like do not know like anything about audio you should go educate them I know I'm thinking what I'll do just is like- I'll, we need to do a series uh, or I need to do a series not you yes about you. just like podcast <laughs> recording and so like that yeah maybe a video series yeah I think the I think the one thing that's gonna suck for people is just like oh everything's so expensive recording gear I'm like well, really invest in your craft <laughs> yeah I'm like and then they they pick out like the dumbest microphones ever I'm like you can use condensers I'm assuming you're using a condenser microphone right now um, right yeah I am yeah see I like they work and I think they're fine if you're like the room is very controlled but like mm-hmm. for the most part most rooms that these people are probably recording in are not controlled so you just hear like air conditioning. <laughs> And yeah, like, exactly. And condenser microphones like just expand on like that sound because they're super sensitive, and that's why they're really good for like singing vocals because they're because they're very they catch everything. Right. They but, absolutely everything. Yeah. I I have to run our air conditioner in the summer though. On <laughs> sometimes just because like on bruising the boys, we had we had to this summer at least a couple times. We're like just sorry <laughs> for the air conditioner. It is a hundred degrees outside and therefore a thousand degrees inside mm-hmm. texas man which yeah it was, i mean like condensers i mean they, they work but like i typically tell people just go with dynamic microphones which dynamic dynamic if for those of you who don't know those are like what you see when you, you see a live band that's what they use and i'm mm-hmm. using one right now i use a 
SM7B, which is like a $400 microphone. But when I was in college, I tested out all these million dollar microphones and this one worked the best for my voice. So I was just like, I'm just going to buy this and like have it in my own studio. And so I use it for podcasting and stuff like that, which the dynamics are really good because you just get right up close to them and then they don't pick up a lot of room noise or anything. And so that's what I always suggest people. And then they think I'm dumb for like suggesting, yeah, just get honestly just use an SM57 uh, or SM58. I mean, that's what I use for those of you who are recording people. I use my guests always use an F- SM57 with a like a special pop filter with it. A hundred dollar is a condenser worse than? Well, think? well, like condensers. I prefer the condenser. On it. I mean, I think the condenser sounds fine on my end, at least. I don't know. Maybe well, if you're I doing like those ears, it's for for how it works. Yeah, they do sound better, but mm. honestly, it, well, most of the time they're not going to tell a difference. For me, like my, I mean, the, my studio is pretty small, so if I have like the guests use a condenser, which I did when I first began doing the podcast there's so much room noise it was also picking up my vocals like way too much right and so like there it would just sound awful because like the way you eq it and then like vocals sounding like from like six feet away compared to like being right on top of it so just for complicated everything i just use a well except for like me my this dynamic mic it's a large diaphragm dynamic microphone right which, oh okay yeah so it so that's why this mic sounds really good uh, for pot. In which, like, Mark Marin uses it on his uh, mm-hmm. H3H3. I think Joe Rogan uses this one. So, yeah. Oh, that's that mic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those mics are dope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can afford that, I, I would kill for one of those and that whole setup. I uh, that One of those podcast groups I uh, invited you to, to uh, post some article of uh, detailing every bit of Joe Rogan's gear. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. That's some seven B. Through it, I'm like, yeah, it's it's all that stuff, and it's like, like, oh my god, it's so much money, like, like to invest. But again, if you want to do a quality podcast or anything, rather invest in your craft. True. I'm just lucky on my on my end because I just record music, so mm-hmm. it's just like I just have all this gear already, and I actually kind of know what gear is good for music and. If it's good for music, yeah, it's you invested def- in your music craft. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's definitely way too good for <laughs> podcasting. Like the stuff you get for music is way too good. And always people suggest USB mics too, which uh uh-uh. uh no uh, don't. There's I, only- I bought Michael one of those so he mm-hmm. could do some stuff at his house, like for live videos for on um, the Bruce and the Boys show, and it was awful. I it, like it. It was had all these awesome ratings on Amazon and it was $30. I was like, Oh, okay. And I, it sounded j- as shitty as you are using. Like if you were just to talk right in your computer, Mac speaker, mm-hmm. like on a Skype call, that's yeah. what it sounded like. Well, like, Oh, is it like, it sounded worse too. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It's like gold. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's I, it. Um, I know it's like the cheapest one. It's Oh man. I, I've seen some reviews like, on that one. Or wait, maybe it's a, hold on. Is it, was it cool? I don't know. Um, I ended up getting him this other, like, um, it's still a cheaper condenser mic that I found um, elsewhere, but it, it works just fine, like, for at least for that. And, like, I set him up with that instead. But, like, this, it, it's not a USB mic. I set him up through a, a mini system that I had collected over the years mm-hmm. and, like, did it that way. But, yeah, USB mics don't. Just there's, don't. in my experience, there's one good USB mic, and I've actually used it. I've recorded music on it. Is even it like $150 or something? It's the Blue Yeti. 
Yeah, okay. Which I think it's down to $112 now. That's like the one good uh, USB. Because it's got it like a, it's got a built-in uh, preamp. Something. Yeah, it's got the a built-in preamp, preamp to it. And it's actually not I mean, Blue, I mean, Blue makes phenomenal microphones. Like they have like, mm-hmm. they're, they have a thousand dollar ones. I actually, my, I think I only have one large diaphragm condenser. I have, an, I have another mm-hmm. small diaphragm condenser. I got, I just got a stereo pair, but uh, yeah, it's the Blue Bluebird and that one is phenomenal. I think I love it on a, like if I'm recording a female vocalist, like it's perfect for them. Uh, right. But yeah, uh, Blue makes really good stuff. Uh, the Snowball, um, I mean, I've heard a little bit of it but i mean i think it's more the person using it i think you could probably get away with the blue snowball but i wouldn't right i think i, I mean i think if i got my hands on it, i could probably make it sound good but yeah if you're gonna go a usb mic only get the blue yeti honestly it's a little bit more expensive but it's the only mic you're gonna have to buy yeah i mean as far as you if you don't have a, a, a system like sam and i do like mm-hmm. i mean my my presonus is two hundred dollars mm-hmm. um you can get a bigger one for three hundred, or Sam's should. I don't was know it? everything you have, but my it's two definitely input upwards and yeah, my input definitely is upwards uh, and a lot. Was it my current one is? It was seven hundred dollars new or something like yeah. that. There you and go. so, but I mean, I record music on it. And I'm getting, I'm expanding to another eight, and so I think new that one's eight four hundred dollars. But I think mm-hmm. I'm going to get a really good deal if I can. This guy would reply back to me. But right. um, we've been talking way too much about this. We need to get to our sponsors <laughs> for this episode. Oh, yes. So let me just read that off. And so first of all, let's, we're going to go to our old faithful uh, DistroKid. I mean, so this episode's probably Woo. sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid Distro gets Kid. your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This Including is great for- title now. Title now. Yeah, and they uh, what do they do? They, um, they certify you on Spotify. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just Me, did you get that email the other day? Yes, I like, did. It was a few weeks ago. By good old Phil. Like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is great for him. Like for uh, most of us, original musicians, and you know, even if you want to upload covers, they get you that license you need for yeah. that cover as well. Uh, Tim, you use DistroKid for your music. I use DistroKid for my music. Oh yeah. So I, we d- I uploaded two covers, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did they get you the like license you needed? Like a big one, yeah. Yeah, gotten like I mean I've had nobody knocking on my door telling me I owe them royalties. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know so that that is the best part of that Distro Kid. And but I don't want to. We keep we could talk for hours about how great Distro Kid is. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to give you a little deal. So if you're interested in Distro Kid, you can get a seven percent discount off your first year by going to distrokid.com/vip/schwedcast. And uh, if you didn't write that immediately down, we're gonna have that in the description of this episode so that's good too so yeah go go check right out this kid get your music out there go there drink, right now drink eight glasses of water and sign up for distro kid and so and we also got a new sponsor for this week's episode so if you've been bored with the sponsors we have had in the past we got we got a new sponsor distro kid so distro kid so this episode i'm excited to talk about today is our new sponsor of the shredcast uh the show is also brought to you by skillshare skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design business tech and more anyone can join with millions of other people to learn cutting edge skills network with peers and discover new opportunities skillshare has a simple purpose to give you the skills and expertise needed to succeed Literally just doing a basic search for music, I found thousands and thousands of classes I could take from like music production to like music theory classes, music composition and songwriting classes, 
thousands out there. Just so if you're like a music geek listening to the show, like you can find that. If you're into anything else, like I think even like podcast recording is probably on there. Like there's thousands of classes. So I would just go check out Skillshare and grow up to be the man your parents raised you to be. And or woman. Or woman, sorry, sorry. Oh, you could grow up to be a man. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, that's true. You could. Yeah. It's a it's a new brave new world. And so I wanna I don't wanna let you go without like a discount. So we got a link in the description of this episode for wherever you're listening to this podcast on. You can get your first three months of Skillshare for only ninety nine cents. That's three months of like ninety nine cents what? of classes. That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely wanna check that out. Use our link. You have to use our link in the description to actually get that deal. So. That's such a great deal. I'm going to do it right now. Click, yeah, 99 cents. After this. Basically, it's like college-level classes without the college-level credits. So, so This is the way of the future, man. Yeah. That's so awesome. You don't need to go to college for a good education. You just got to have 99 cents So and a computer. So take advantage of that. Link in the description. Use Skillshare and uh, become the man your mom, man or woman that your mom or dad (laughs) raised you to be or to grow up to be. So hell yeah. All right. Awesome. Today on the episode, we do have Erin O'Dad. We're going to talk with her later in the episode since we're trying out this new format on the show. We just had a Me short- Me first. Few. Me first. So we're going to have Tim come on first. So Tim, we have two topics we want to talk about today. So oh, yes. first one we want to talk about, we want to talk about the Grammys. I think the Grammys are next week, and I think we're going to talk again uh-huh. next week. We're going to do a little in-between episode. So we're going to have three episodes in a row, like a full episode nice. today, a mini kind of, I don't know how long we'll do next week unless we just go on a rant, and then an episode after that, <laughs> which I'm going to keep a surprise to the guests because I think Tim's going to be really excited to hear who that guest is. So I, I'm ecstatic. I don't know. I know. But but I don't know yeah, who it is. I just got to keep it uh Is excited. it Jay-Z? We'll see. Well, I mean, he's nominated. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's a, no. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, um, people. but yeah, let's talk about like the Grammy noms, like what we think is going to happen. Um, one thing I noticed for sure, uh, for record of the year, uh, your favorite song Despacito is nominated for record of the year. Song. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, man, just cause it's catchy. doesn't make it the best song of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's record of the Childish year. Childish Gambino or record. Well, record, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, I'd, I'd go with Jay-Z or Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. I'm personally. thinking this is the year of Gambino, but I also think this could be the year of Kendrick Lamar. Did, wait, he didn't win last year, right? I thought he did. No, or he uh, was definitely up for it. To Pimp a Butterfly, it was up, yeah. but it lost to Taylor Swift's 1989. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember being mad. I just don't remember why. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, hopefully it will be. I know Bruno Mars has been pretty yeah kicking ass this year, too. Yeah, 24 Karat Magic. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm actually kind of wondering some of these categories i'm like who's gonna actually win this year i think best new artist i think it's gonna be alessia cara because mm-hmm. i think she's just been everywhere uh with Lo- the logics uh song about i don't want to i just want to die the phone number song oh yeah 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 and um but yeah i don't think despacito is gonna win to be honest i think no yeah it's, i think i mean it's just, it's the one that's just overplayed like it's mm-hmm. not like nickelback ever won a grammy i mean they were played every six seconds for a while Turn on the radio, that's all you hear is Despacito. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was the song of the summer, but just because something is like the song of the summer doesn't mean it's like the exactly. greatest song ever written. Yeah, it's not. No, I mean, if that was the case, then uh, what's it? Um, Stacy's mom <laughs> would have won a Grammy. <laughs> you know, like I love that, that song, like, but like Good Charlotte would have. Well, Good Charlotte was actually up for a Grammy once, uh, and then they turned it down. Uh, really? They, yeah, they didn't want to. 
some punk rock bullshit of not wanting to submit to the man. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the Grammys personally. Uh, I think they're a little rigged. Mm-hmm. But and that's coming like that's been drilled into me by my music professors who also hate the Grammys. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it should be. A, I like the People's Choice Awards more because it's uh-huh. actual people voting. I'm a Nickelodeon's uh, Kids Choice Award. Nickelodeon yeah, Kids Choice Awards too. Yeah, it's Nick like Cannon, you're nothing until you won a KCA. I I actually used to think when I was a kid, like when like I was younger and I was like, I want to be famous when I grow up with a rock star um, that like I thought the Kids Choice Award would have been like the highest honor for me. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I can get slimed by Rosie O'Donnell, which is a weird phrase to say, but it makes sense in context. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. But yeah, but yeah, I always thought like just like getting an orange blimp in my in my studio would be. Bigger than a Grammy, but and then I grew up and learned life isn't. I mean, in a way, like kids are the ones that are that drive pop culture. Like you know, those mm-hmm. the companies that do marketing interview children to figure out what's cool. There's a documentary on YouTube. It's dated now because it's talking about the when Ludacris was still famous, but uh, about the um, was it called the science of cool? I think is what mm-hmm. it was called, but. I mean, the kids choosing, I mean, what is popular via those kids' choice awards, which all those kids are then voting, like, that is technically probably what is the most popular thing, at least in America. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, there's a bunch of YouTube stars that are more popular than, like, Brad Pitt that we don't even know about. You might know about because you're... You, you followed Logan Paul up until recently. But. <laughs> I, no, uh, let's just say that I was n- not like subscribed to him or anything. Good. I just, cause like, just like they're always on the news. And so like Logan yeah, and Jake, the shovel face boys, as shovel we talked about boys. in the last episode. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. He's like, what's with teenage girl? God, I loved Brad. It was yeah. like, he was just like, what's with all these girls and being in love with his shovel face boys. <laughs> But uh, ugliest sons of bitches ever. Oh I know there are. I think what. I, but the thing is, is, we need to stop talking about like these guys on my show. But uh, this is gonna be the last <laughs> time we're gonna talk about those guys. Very last. Uh, but uh, Jake is actually like trying to have a good appearance. Like he's trying to like work with what he's got and like trying to yeah. make himself look as good. I, I follow a lot of fashion stuff, so. For like men's trail. fashion, I don't give a shit about women's fashion. Uh, but uh, like Logan, I like you. doesn't try at all. Like his hair, like what the what the hell's going on with that? <laughs> That's why I want to know. Like Jake actually pulling off like a good hairstyle. Like Logan's like. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, that's what everyone had. Like, all the boys had in high school. Like, what what the hell is going on there? And then, like, if you have to wear, like, a, some stupid Toy Story hat. That, anyways. All right. Uh, off of the Paul okay, Brothers. Back Sand to the, hates the Paul Brothers, clearly. Anyways, back to the Grammys. Um, Something d- less... So Let's who do you – do you have any, like, predictions on who do you think is going to win it just by logic? Um, uh, who, like, sweep it? Yeah. I would want to say Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, because I felt like he was robbed last year and there's all the, the Grammy politics BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Despacito could just because it's an earworm of a song. I don't know. It, I, it, I don't think it's going to go to Jay-Z for some reason. I just, for, it just doesn't, I have a feeling that it's not going to happen that way. While that album was great, like, I don't, I just, 
They don't like Jay-Z. I don't yeah. think the Grammys like... I mean, the, the, the Grammys don't really like black people in general, but... Like, it was really... Clearly, that, this is different this year, finally. Like... I've never, I guess I've never noticed that, but, but. Well, we're white, Sam. It's all that, it's, it's all that white it, it privilege. Us, it's all the white male privilege that is now luckily being taken away from our eyes. God, I always feel so bad. Trying when, to like, be better. Is it, is, <laughs> trying to you, be better. Do you ever feel bad about like your white privilege? Just like, I don't, I don't mean to do it. It's just, all the time. I just didn't notice. No. But then yeah, just like, no, like I'm noticing more like the sexist bullshit that I've done and all this like it, with everything happening, it's like made luckily made every single, especially white guy, like reevaluate themselves and like, OK, where have I gone wrong? Hopefully it's doing that. It's, mm-hmm. At least for me, it is like because I just I, I do not like where this is going. I mean, I've uh, uh, yeah, no. OK, I've yeah, done I know. nothing bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, this is. The Grammys in general do not like black folk, or it seems sometimes women even, but I don't know. I know me and Micah, since, you know, with all the, uh, whatever the hell, his, uh, Jar, uh, not Jar Jar Binks, uh, uh, Jar Jar Binks, not Jar Jar Binks, I'm trying to, uh, Paul, not, God, who is the the big one, the movie producer? Uh oh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. yeah. Like I remember Why after you like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, I was thinking uh, Job of the Hut. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Job of the Hut. Yeah, he is Job of the Hut. Yeah, he's just like oh, I'm a movie producer. Wookie Chuku Papa. Yeah, he is definitely that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember we were talking. I was talking with Micah, my friend Micah. You, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, level ten woke lord Micah Chrisman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He. We were talking the other day. Uh, I don't know if he'd be mad. We were talking about it's like we were like we've been thinking like just both to ourselves we just realized we were both doing this that like mm-hmm. it's like wh- have we done really shitty things to women like and so Probably, like we yes. just we just go back we just go back and like we gotta like apologize and stuff if we've done anything mm-hmm. wrong now look back i'm like nothing with anyone that i haven't been in a relationship with and then the things i've have done that i kind of think are a little shitty that i probably already apologized for uh was like weren't like rape or anything so it's like yeah. i think i'm good <laughs> Yeah, but apparently it's our, it's our you'll culture ne- that needs to change. You'll never know now because Aziz Ansari. What do you think yeah. on that? Do you think he's good? Um, man, that's a tough one. Like, because like I don't want to not believe women, and I I do believe what happened what happened. It's in general, it's just it's a minor thing to a point, but it's the so brings light to the fact that our male culture has it's it's so deeply ingrained that we either don't realize the things that we've done mm-hmm. or like i mean don't realize of making people how uncomfortable you can make somebody without even it even hitting you mm-hmm. that you've done something like that but then you know you got fake ass people that will claim to be allies and at the same time do shit like what James Franco did or mm-hmm. you know say i'm gay and in response to <laughs> you raped me like kevin spacey did like screw you dude like uh, it's it, it all this is good sam b put it the best where you uh, got a it's this big festering wound and they had a gr- really gross graphic for it but it was perfect uh that just it needs to be shown like this terrible wound needs to like be let to you know fester then heal it as it goes on like you know we all know that this bullshit's happened throughout our uh you know culture for who knows how many centuries even and mm-hmm. like most it's most cultures that are sexist 
most of them. Like there are some like that had female driven cultures in the world, but they're definitely not the majority. Like now we're coming around and really taking a better, at least a lot of people are not everybody, but a very good, good start (laughs) of a chunk of people are reevaluating everything about what they've done, whether or not they've, you know, been just micro racisms or micro sexisms that really kind of like there's, there's this thing, um, and then we'll continue talking about the Grammys, uh, but, uh, specifically for, for about uh, black folk, um, where uh, how racism can start at a young age, where your um, mom can be holding your hand, and if for some reason she thinks this black person walking by is a threat, or really just anybody, but can lead to that. Say it is specifically in this case a black person walking by, and your mom uh, clenches your hand like out of fear. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how people like clutch their purse or whatever, they're clutching their child's hand. And just that little bit of pressure sends a subconscious signal to you that this is a bad thing. Like that's passing by me. This okay. is a bad person that's been passing by me like and things like that. And that can start on just such a tiny little level and like just like a virus like that's racism is a virus. Sexism is a virus. Yeah. And on that tiny little level, it can spread. And that's where society really needs to take a very deep surgical look at everything. There's my rant. And mm. we're talking about it on America, the podcast on the <laughs> 31st. So let's go check that out. I do want to talk about Aziz. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't follow every other of these celebrities like I do. because I'm a big Aziz Ansari fan. And so same. So I, I just want to I want to rant about that a little bit. So. Yeah. I mean, like, his last big stand-up special, he did talk about, like, like this realization of, like, trying to understand women, like, you know, like, they're scared to walk alone at night, you know, stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, oh, I didn't really understand that until, like, I even saw that, and he did an episode of Master None about that, and so when I heard about this, I was, like, really confused, I'm like, why would someone do that, and then what I saw, I read, like, the actual, like, article, and it was just, like, she had, she just kind of, like, her nonverbal, like not being uncomfortable. And so I feel like Aziz felt like he just didn't know what was going on. Like he just kind of kept going like, right. And she was kind of going along with it. So it wasn't like anything. And then once she said, stop, like he completely stopped and backed off. And so I just think for me, is that from him or is that from her too? That was from her perspective. Okay. That was in the article. So I didn't read, I didn't read the article. mm -hmm. I just took hearing everybody else. Yeah. So what I think it is, I'm like, I'm not saying Aziz was good, but at the same time, like if she would have said stop, like, no, I'm not into this. He wouldn't have like gone for it. Cause once she said stop, he just like completely backed off. And the big thing, like I've seen a lot of articles Mm -hmm. about it. It was just like, he didn't like, he didn't read her mind correctly. Like that was the whole thing. That's why she felt uncomfortable. That's what the general thing I've got. And what still most people keep. And like, I'm not, I can't argue with, some people that are saying, well, you should pick up on signals. I'm like, uh, do we though? Like, do people really need to be, we can't be mind readers. That's one thing. But I mean, you can still see if somebody's uncomfortable. Like yeah. if he, if he was it, basically he, his career was ruined because he was too dense to realize something like, I mean, if, you know, somebody has been made uncomfortable, it's there's, there are tells like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't mean like, obviously it's, it's we weren't a, in the room. My thing, my thing is, is like, and maybe this is bad to say. I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't ruin somebody's. His career is ruined. Like completely ruined. 
like when it could have been taken care of, like maybe in private, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but maybe this is still the culture of a celebrity in that culture that needs to be called out. That's just a thought. That's not fully what I believe whatsoever. And any of that, but like you, you could have came back and talked to him versus calling him out publicly and for something it in all reality was kind of minor and and Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of every other territory, because it can make like take away from the like uh, seriousness of everything else that is going on where people are getting really like that are getting raped and that are getting full on assaulted. Like, I don't know. Um, like, because like there was uh, Dave Chappelle made this joke, and uh, again, this is not new stand up, uh, but yeah, and it's new stand up. <laughs> it's just like he said, you know, Ben Affleck came uh, came out and tried to say this is bad, and then someone else said, no, you grabbed somebody's butt back in the nineties. He's like, okay, I'm out. Like, and all these people <laughs> that do want to help, I mean. And as they tried to pin it on George Clooney that he slapped somebody's ass once on ER in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, the, basically, what my girlfriend always says, and I 100% agree, is that anybody that is basically from those generations has probably done something terrible. Mm-hmm. Has probably done, like, just go ahead and assume that every person has pinched a butt or made somebody or given an over really long hug or just made somebody feel uncomfortable in that way. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like that if every male most likely has done this in some way, shape or form, you and I included. Yeah, we don't mean. But like to completely like ruin somebody like that. I, I don't I don't know. I can't help if it's like because there's a lot of clickbait and I'm not calling her article clickbait by any means. But, you know, when like you you read the article and. So did plenty of other people that still have the same opinion of he wasn't like he wasn't a mind reader. Mm-hmm. And if that truly was the case, then this would now if she straight up gave obvious signals of all this stuff and like I because none of us were there. None of us know. That's why I don't want to ever actually have a full like I, I can have an opinion about the situation, but I'm not going to cast blame on either side on this one. Mm-hmm. It's easier otherwise like. You know, there are people that absolutely did do things. Fuck those people, Louis C.K., everyone else. But in this situation, it's there's there is a lot of hearsay. Uh, I'm more inclined to believe the girl because you can tell if someone's uncomfortable unless you're completely dense, which isn't good, and that's something he would need to work on. But at the same time, the career ruining aspect. I, I don't know. It's this one's very. It's divi- there's a lot of things that are dividing this yeah. whole movement more like quickly, and I it scares the hell out of me that it could delegitimize, delegitimate, whatever you know. I'm trying to say delegitimize everything uh, mm-hmm. before it starts over. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you, I can't call it a small thing because it, this was probably a big thing for this woman. Like, if it truly was as bad as it it was perceived to be, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, fun I'm, Grammys talk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll, I just want to say one more thing and then we'll we'll stop this. I think we're done with the Grammy talk. We'll just have to move on to our next topic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my my Basically, final thoughts. Kendrick's going to sweep. <laughs> I think I think Aziz is going to bounce back from this. I don't think this was like a ruining his career. He didn't rape anyone. So no, like that's I think that's ruins a career. But anyways, I think it's just going to open up. I think 
in my mind, I just think in a in this world where we want like so want to be viral and trending, I just think this is what this girl kind of wanted, and she just had a bad date, and she just wasn't because if she would have, I mean, like it's just a good conversation starter, just saying that, hey, women just need to like say what they want instead of just being silent about it and trying to think men are just going to catch the signals because I definitely don't catch a lot of women's signals right. most of the time. Unless this is like, women, uh, men in power though. Like Aziz mm-hmm. is a pretty famous guy. Like that, that's where the other argument comes mm-hmm. into is like, he's a powerful guy. He's a powerful comedian and a powerful actor, like in a, in that, you know, whatever small world that is. But, uh, but for, it's, it's yeah. still, I don't know. It's the, you could men wield their power in that way. Like it, not saying that he did, but she, but I can see her being uncomfortable. I don't know. But I'm saying, you know, like, I'm not just taking the side just because I like him a lot. Yeah. I'm just saying I really like Louie, and that kind of disappointed me, and yeah. I'm not exactly. That killed me. But the thing, the dividing line for me on that whole thing is when she finally said something like, stop, he backed off and didn't try anything else. That was the thing. Right. I just think, you know, this is a good conversation to have, just saying women need to be more vocal about it because a lot of men aren't Harvey Weinstein. A lot of men aren't Louis C.K., like, mm, yeah, that gets into that dangerous, not all men territory, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, true. It, but it is the case. Like there are like, I mean, but it, and it also happens in every single industry. So the lesson I learned, men try to see if a woman's uncomfortable and then women, yeah, be vo- you know, like communicate, like yeah, men communication. Have, like, That's what I feel like just, was the big problem ask. here. Yeah. But anyways, all right. So talked about, we talked about Aziz. Finally got that off my chest, and we talk about the Grammys. Let's talk about uh, our good old pal Radiohead, because I think the last time you were on the show, we talked about Radiohead, right? Sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> I tried to pick her up, and she squealed. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, wait. Oh, yeah. That was the last time uh, we were on uh, talking about Radiohead. They uh, it was the fake. What was that? Uh, f- they uh, a fake they, song or something. They like were just that. like <laughs> Radiohead premieres new song, but it turns out it was just them tuning on stage. Yeah. So and our, none of that was real, right? It was all fake. Yeah, no, it was all fake. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, our 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 good friends in Radiohead are back in the news with uh, with Lana Del Rey of all people. So mm-hmm. the so Radiohead is suing Lana Del Rey. So for her song, I believe it's called "Get Free." I've been listening to it. It's on my sad music playlist. Um, yeah, "Get Free," and um, what's happening is. She, I think she accidentally ripped off Radiohead's "Creep" <laughs> in the verses of her song, <laughs> which I like is like my biggest nightmare. And like, <laughs> and it makes it's me an laugh. accidental thing. Yeah, my friend accidentally wrote a Mumford and Sons <laughs> Mumford and Sons song once. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it does happen. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I've accidentally ripped off like my friend's music, just like writing oh, yeah. another song, <laughs> and then like they, they then like we're playing a show together and they play live, and I'm like, oh crap, I r- totally ripped off this song. <laughs> yeah. But um, in, in the most cases, though, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's happened, like, since music began because, you know, you listen to something and it's just in the back of your mind and you start working on something. Like, Oasis ripped off a McDonald's jingle back oh, in the they? 90s. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's funny. So, I mean, it just happens. Like, so, you know, the best thing to do in my situation, I would always try to settle out of court. That's my mindset. For just sure. like, hey, I'm wrong. I'm obviously wrong. And so what happened with Robin Thicke, right? I believe so. I think he was actually found like, okay. 
Like, I yeah. think he, well, I mean, what were they? Because they even straight up said that they wanted this to have a Marvin Gaye vibe. And uh-huh. then, yeah, I don't know about that. Like the, I know that Led Zeppelin uh, won that case and they definitely should not have mm-hmm. the one where they ripped off. Uh, I don't remember the band's name. I think his name was spirit. Maybe uh, I feel like that's wrong. Uh, don't quote me on that, but yeah, if you ever listen, go listen to Led Zeppelin ripping off somebody or whatever. Uh, and it's the same song. It's, it's just in a different key. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that counts though, is the thing. But yeah, in that case, but uh, I'm thinking about it as like Marvin Gaye style. I'm like Marvin Gaye established his own original style and people want to like write a Marvin Gaye type song. And it's so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it really goes either way. So the logistics of this Lana Del Rey versus Radiohead case is that she actually admitted, like, hey, I probably did rip this off. Um, let's settle this. Because it's not the full song is creep. It's just, like, the verses. And so, Dude, I was waiting for her to say, I'm a creep. I'm I know. A, like, I was like, that was like, this is 100% that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until, like, you get to, like, that chorus or the hook. And I'm like, I actually like the hook a lot of yeah. that song. I'm but not a big like still. <laughs> I'm not a big Lana Del Rey fan, but I actually kind of like that song. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. so she wants Radiohead to have forty percent of the royalties. She keeps sixty. What Radiohead wants is a hundred percent of the royalties for that song. Mm. So that's where the debate comes, and that's why they have to settle in court now instead of out of court, because Radiohead I mean, won't back down on a song they don't like. If it's just about the um. The verses and then the the like you said the hook is different. Then I, you you can't have a hundred percent of the royalties yeah. to it. No, it's like I mean, there was a thing with oh man, I always forget this guy's name. He was he used to sample a bunch of Disney cartoons and stuff and made DJ music with it. And mm-hmm. then Disney got real pissed and but uh, I think he still ended up winning because of some weird um, copyright synth or, or what's he called synth license. Yeah, um, and. What was that guy's name? I don't know. But uh, basically, if you're sampling something or and if she, she could easily beat this, if she just calls the song a parody, pretty much mm-hmm. like because <laughs> that's what his music, I think, has how he got away with it. Like, um, but I don't know. Uh, they def- if it's definitely like if it's the verse, then no, you can't have 100 percent the royalties to the song. Like if it's every thing is inspired like Jurassic Park. The song to Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, you know, is a uh, variant of like a Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, I think it's, is it Bach or it's somebody or. Uh, they're all the same thing. Uh, they're I'm all the, be honest. basically I, the same thing. Studying. I took a music history class. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, so yeah, you can rip, like I said, my friend ripped off, a, you ripped off your friend's songs. My friend accidentally wrote a Mumford and Sons song. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done the same. I've written a Taking Back Sunday song on it. And, and uh, well, <laughs> my favorite ripoff was Malcolm in the Middle, which I think we talked about this on our episode with Josh Gray, um, that he accidentally rips off uh, the Miamix. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, exactly. <laughs> like, but hers, though. Yeah. I mean, she, that, how do you not hear that? Creep mm. is one of the most, like, well known songs, especially amongst musicians. And, like you didn't hear that you were doing that exact thing. Like, even if I vaguely hear something, I scrap it. Like, mm-hmm. even like New Day. Even people thought I was ripping off uh, Death Cab for Cutie. 
Because the song starts with, this isn't, today is a new day, and the death cab was, so this is the new year, but that's the only part of it. Uh Like, that's, I mean, you can't really get me for that. Well, I I find myself when I do co-writes all the time, like, uh... Uh, I remember one time with one guy I was co-writing with, and like we had this one part that was like da 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 or something like that, and I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. And I like go to Spotify real quick, and then I pull up uh, uh, Third Eye Blind. Uh, what was it? Motorcycle Drive By. <laughs> it was like a little bit of that, and then like I just like changed it. That's what I my trick to doing this stuff is I change it slightly so it, so it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it anymore, and it works. And I that's why that's how you write pop music, people. That's how you write pop music. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think you know I think Lana Del Rey she's being I think she's being I think that's a good settlement forty sixty split because a lot of yeah, times absolutely yeah and a lot wait, of these wait, lawsuits ended fifty fifty. Who gets forty? Um, Radiohead. Uh, I'd switch it. You think you'd switch it? I, I think I'd switch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she very much ripped it off. Yeah. Like it's whether she realized it or not. Tough, tough shit, dude. Like I mean, if Robin Thicke and Pharrell are gonna have to go through all that stuff with Marvin Gaye's family, like nah. Like you, and that one was vague. Mm-hmm. Like real vague. Yeah. And this is. I can like when I heard the Marvin Gaye thing with Thick and Pharrell, I was like, ah, uh, I can see it. Like that's such a, it's a very, it's very vague. Yeah, this is, this is the only real word for that. Like Lana Del Rey's is just like, it's like you just change the words to creep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's a hundred percent the music and the hook being different is what is that's fine. But that's the only. That's not the song, part of the song that everybody's talking about. And I don't even remember the hook, honestly. I mm-hmm. heard it once. I heard this was, thing like once a, about three weeks ago, and that was it. Like, it was. That's not part of Creep. Yeah, okay. There you go. Then that's fine. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Creep. I don't think. Maybe it does. So, but I mean, obviously, this is a ripoff. But it's the f- definitely that. Yeah, but the funniest thing about the whole thing is like Radiohead hates the song "Creep," like they like they oh, never play they? it live. Yeah, they they don't play it live oh, wow. anymore. And so, which is oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. Think, so th- that's the funniest thing to me. It's like the song they absolutely hate. Now all of a sudden they love again, <laughs> and they want the money for it. Which I mean, there's two camps to that. Which is like obviously I understand. I, I want to be. I don't want people to just rip me off, and I want to be compensated for my work. But yeah. At the same time, exactly. Yeah, I, like I, I get it. Like they have absolutely within their right. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. But I just think <laughs> it's, it's funny uh, to me that all of a sudden they care about the song again. Uh, well, yeah. Well, to be uh, fair, like I mean, it is their most recognizable song. Yeah. Like to anybody that's unless you're a Radiohead fan, uh, like my friend Alexa is very much a Radiohead fan. Mm-hmm. And knows all the B sides, blah blah blah. Like, but "Creep" is the most quintessential song. Yeah. Like, that's what pays for their boats. Like, I'm, I like I and peop, the music industry is legally set up the way it is with the amount of money you have to make per song for your royalties. Blah blah blah. Like, it's in the Constitution how it's set up. But so, like, you really can't blame anybody for wanting. Like, this is if you're, I'm completely on Radiohead's side. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, definitely no, because. It's not the full thing. Um, if she had just maybe asked them <laughs> about yeah. it, like usually if you just say, 
can I please? They'll either say absolutely not. Like Dave Grohl uh, asked David Bowie uh, if they'd do a song together. And he, Dave Grohl so, says that, and he politely said, uh, thanks for asking me, but absolutely not. <laughs> exact words. <laughs> and uh, the cold, they said same thing to Chris uh, Martin from Coldplay. He said, uh, I don't like your music. <laughs> is what he told Coldplay. God. And so I'm like, so they could have done like, probably wouldn't have done it. And heaven forbid, you have to write a different song. I don't know. <laughs> like it's that the people have to make the money they do because this is the way it's set up. Like, mm. You can't call Radiohead greedy because, and because I mean, especially when you totally ripped off their song, their bread and butter. Yeah. But um, so, anyways, yeah, problem solved. But you think if it was a fifty-fifty split, it'd be fair? Uh, fifty-fifty. Yeah, I think fifty-fifty okay. is perfect. Um, I would still give them. I would say sixty-forty, just because it take makes up most of the song. Yeah. Like I mean, her chorus is only in there a handful of times versus mm-hmm. the verses that are rather long. Like, and it's just straight up. Is but creep. you, but you also say like what Radiohead wants hundred percent of the royalties, that entire song. You think that's unfair? Uh, yeah. To, I mean, cause it isn't their song at mm-hmm. all. It's just a tune. Like I, it's a tune that's borrowed and I can make the argument. There's really no creativity left in the world. You can, there, what's that video? You can play like a thousand songs with just three chords. Yeah. Like half, half of the songs in the world. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to ri- like have every person pay uh Woody Guthrie or <laughs> any old folk musician for their progressions? Or are you going to pay what's his name from black Sabbath? Who's literally written every single riff practically known to like, there was a, an argument that's made that uh, who's the guy from black Sabbath, the guitarist, I forget his name. Not Ozzy. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> no, that's huh? not even Ozzy. Wait, no, Ozzy was not, in no, black Ozzy. Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Ozzy's the singer, but the guitarist, uh, so I was watching some documentary a while ago that said like the argument can be made that he wrote every single riff ever. And every riff from is just a variant of his, which I don't fully believe that because you know, there are black jazz musicians long ago that wrote way more things than he did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you, I mean, everything has been written. Like, there's only so many progressions in in music. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, but this is a very big ripoff. It's not like you're just doing a GC, DC style <laughs> progression or something like that. Like, you know, any church song or any <laughs> regular pop song. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with a Howie Day song, uh, Collide is GC, <laughs> DC. But so is, like... A bunch of my songs, so is a bunch of anybody else's songs. Like, even Coldplay has some songs that are just that same basic thing, but then you add to it. Except hers basically is just creep without the words, I'm a creep, I'm a winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's a, it, that's going to be a tough one. I'd say 50-50, just to call it even, but I would definitely give... Uh, I, I per, If I was a judge, I would give Radiohead way more money, mm-hmm. that, or way bigger percentage, because it's just... Again, this is a very well-known song. It's yeah. uh, it's like ripping off 
I don't know, hit me baby one more time or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, everybody knows that song. It's uh, like the same thing happened with vanilla ice. Oh my God. Why are we not talking about vanilla ice and David Bowie? So I don't like uh, to think about the, vanilla ice. Yeah. Nobody likes to think about vanilla ice, but his, uh, this is my favorite line in all of music interviews and all of MTV history was no under pressure goes dun, 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 dun. Ours goes Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> and I, I laugh every single time he says that. Like, every time a video pops up, it's just like, that is the perfect example of people, like, just, like, even, but see, then David Bowie even just said, just, like, credit me. Just credit me a little bit. Like, and mm-hmm. when um, Daft Punk got pissed off when Kanye West didn't credit them whatsoever on um, uh, Better, Faster, Stronger. Not a single bit. He used their entire sample, paid their, them their royalties and stuff, but didn't credit them whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, uh, I assume he paid the royalties because you have to, like, because he definitely was it not even on like music. his like the album like notes no, or anything. Nothing. Wow. I, I, as far as I know, like um, the whole big controversy around that was that it's not even in the album notes. It's in nothing. I could be completely wrong, and maybe he added it in later or something. But. At least at first, he didn't credit them at all whatsoever. And that was just like, well, that's super lame. Everybody knows. And that's the thing. Everybody knows Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. The, yeah. the Daft Punk version. Like, you can't just do that. You have to. Again, she had to have known Creep. There's no way a person who says that they're inspired by Radiohead didn't know they were doing mm-hmm. Creep. Just no no jury, no judge would ever believe her. Mm-hmm. Radiohead wins the money as far as we're concerned. <laughs> So, all right. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we just had New Year's, and so I think we have to ask a good. Did you get drunk on New Year's? Uh, I yeah, I opened uh, this bottle of Glenfiddich um, Scotch that I had had for a while, and uh, had a fair amount of that. I was going to uh, work as an Uber driver that night, but it iced over and um, was really gross out. So me and about half of Austin stayed home and watched uh how did i watch i think i was watching the crown still i don't know should watch the crown that's a great show (laughs) so yeah and the ball drop oh yeah and then repeats oh yeah we're watching made fun of ryan seacrest and uh jenny mccarthy the entire time that was fun there was there was because there was a good week when i was in like kansas city i was just drunk for like an entire week but uh well that sounds good (laughs) i know why not? It's just like I'm not in the studio, so I, I just have to figure out what else to do with my time. So I gotta, I just gotta drink. 2017 outright, because you're sucked. Yeah, I just told everyone about a girl I was in love with when I was drunk, and uh, oh, so, well, that's, how, that's what happens. So we're gonna end it there. Uh, we're Hopefully, listen- she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we're Sam's gonna in love with you, girl. <laughs> so we're going to uh, listen to Aaron. O'Dowd's song Trick Pony and then we're going to talk with her so stay tuned everyone don't touch that dial
Sorry, it's like kind of cold in here. That's okay. So it's like, yeah, I have like, it's like for like the three weeks of the year, it's like cold in Nashville. It's like cold in this room and then not in the other room. Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, I'll just keep my coat on. So yeah, I know. It was like, it's so, uh, yeah, it's like I come in here, I was like, oh, now like I don't want to get work done. Yeah. It's like that struggle. You need you, a space heater. Yeah, I was thinking about buying. <laughs> They're was, not too expensive. Yeah, I know. I was, I, and it's like one of those, it's like, do you ever have like things like you want to, you're just like, feel like you're too cheap to buy. And then you like spend like money on like uh, a ton of money. Of course. The same amount of money on something just like really stupid. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, um, like, uh, phone apps that you actually kind of <laughs> need. I do that all the time. I'm just like, I'm not going to pay like $5 for an app that I, I would use every day. And right. then like, then you spend like $30 on something stupid. Yeah. It's like, um. Yeah, that's pretty much all the time. <laughs> but uh, do you do you spend money on stupid stuff? I do mean, you what kind of person? Here and there, but I try not to. I'm mm-hmm. pretty frugal. Mm-hmm. I'm good at like not gambling my money away. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't gamble. I don't drink a lot, so I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like go out and party and then spend money on like Uber and drunk food. Yeah, that's my. my so that's that's, cool. that's probably my biggest thing I spend money on. Just drunk food. I and, used to do that. Mm-hmm. But I've been like, I've been on a budget, you know, to like mm-hmm. achieve my goals. So it kind of breaks you with yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's, um, I'm okay with money. I'm, I'm good. Because I lived so like cheaply in college that now that I live here, I still live pretty cheap too. So it's like, so I'm just like, oh, I actually kind of have some money left over. And then it's like, then I buy like audio or music stuff. And then right. that also drains my money. So it's. Uh, food and uh, <laughs> food and audio equipment and yeah. music stuff. At least music stuff's an investment. You can yeah, use I know. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, the good resale value. Uh, yeah. Until you put stickers all over it, and then yeah. obviously the retail value goes away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, what was the last, do you remember the last stupid thing you bought? Um, I guess not i don't that's good know. just block it out of your yeah, mind forever I'm probably yeah that's probably it's a good idea. just block everything and just don't check your bank account and you're good yeah i get i get scared to check my bank account so it's just like should i I'm like no nah, it's just yeah check it the day you get like money put in the account like you know you get a payday and then mm-hmm. like any other time you're just like no nah, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look at it <laughs> that's not that's not a a particular thing that like boost your mood it's like checking your bank account definitely not mm-hmm. but i really do like it when i like i find cash like that that boosts my mood it's like yeah. oh cash it's like like hidden money that i don't have to like find in my bank account mm-hmm. cash is great yeah cash have you like ever like thought about like moving to like a cash only uh like standard or whatever like I have a lot of friends who decided to do that. No. I think it would make life really difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, sometimes, oh, crap, I don't have cash. And then, like, if you have a card, I guess. The card is just like, I don't want to 
talk to you that long. <laughs> that long. I love, yeah, I always do, like, self-checkouts because, like, I don't want to talk to people. Do you yeah. ever feel that way? Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's but, faster. Uh, yeah, true. Faster. Except, like, when some people are just, like, really slow. They're just, like, at the self-checkout, and you're just, like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, finally one opens up. You go over. You finish before them, and they're still, like, checking their own, like, stuff out. It's, like, annoying. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, um, that's, like, the struggle. But, uh, but, yeah, this film's, like, really weird. I usually don't do these at, like, 5 p.m. So oh, okay. it's, like, usually when you do them, if you do them in, like, the morning, you're just, like, okay, it's, like, a coffee talk. And then if you do it at night, it's, like, okay, this is a beer talk. And then, <laughs> and then when it's, like, at 5 p.m. or, like, earlier, it's, like, it's a mid-afternoon nap time talk right, or maybe. something like that. I guess people, like, listen to it. Podcasting, people listen to podcasts to fall asleep all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I know I sometimes do. <laughs> but uh, do you have anything like weird you use when like you fall asleep? Uh, I mean, not really. Usually, I fall asleep without anything. Really? Okay. I'm like I'm like weird because I need like a fan on and then uh, like, I have a heater that makes noise. Okay. That... Sometimes I use earplugs. It just depends on how sensitive I'm feeling to like sound. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I like I like to fall asleep to watching TV. That's like my favorite. Okay. And it was like one of those things like when you were a kid where like you just fell asleep watching TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know like it's movie night and you fall asleep. Like I don't know why that's always like helped me fall asleep. Yeah. I got oh, really cool. lucky though when I was a freshman in college. Uh, like couldn't you live in the dorms? You're living in like the same room as someone else. And like my roommate had the same thing. I'm like, how lucky are we like soulmates right now? <laughs> that, like, we, like, got together to uh, be roommates in college. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, the fun stuff. Uh, you listen to any good music lately? Oh, all the time. Always. <laughs> Been listening to a lot of Emmylou Harris, Rodney okay. Crowell. Okay. Some of my OG fave songwriters. The, OG, the OGs. And, <laughs> yeah, you know. But not, like, the Nashville OGs? Super, I mean, they're, they're both Nashville OGs, too, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. It's good to be a Nashville uh, G. I guess so. What was it? The the best joke with the OG is like, like you like, you know, like the Chris, cringy Christian like sayings. It's like OG, the original God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you okay. ever just like want a good cringe that. like that. Yeah. I, I actually like saw something funny like online yesterday or something like that. It was like uh, every cringy thing you see on the Internet like is probably from like a 12 year old. Do you think that's true? No, I don't know. I see a lot of adults post cringy things. Probably, thing. yeah. There's like an age range. I think like orange. Uh, how old are you? I'm assuming. 29. 29. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, okay, I swear. Sorry. I swear there, this is like off topic. You're from Tulsa, right? Yeah. Okay. I swear there's something in Tulsa because every person I've met who's from Tulsa looks super young. I don't know. Like my friend Josh. Or I think, yeah, Roger. You know him. Yeah, we. Roger. Yeah, we, Roger. I have a friend named David. Uh, he's from Tulsa. And, uh. Yeah, he looks super young. So I is there something about Tulsa that just makes you look super young? So it just stopped, sorry. Our recording just stopped, and so we had to start over. So we were talking about understanding in the world. This show's pretty woke, so Okay. <laughs> I think we I think we were I was told I can say that. Okay. I think I was told have you ever heard of the term woke before? Of course. So Yeah. Uh, how woke are you? Do you know like are you a woke lord? Um I don't really care for the ter- term, but, you know, I, I live in a conscious way, mm-hmm. so I guess. Okay. Uh, what about a conscious way, just, like, uh, in general, 
Uh, consciousness, spiritual consciousness. Okay. You know, yoga, meditation. Okay. Not being so like clouded by your emotions that mm-hmm. you blame your own shit on other people. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't really like it when people use the term woke because I think people will say they're woke as fuck and they're like complete idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, like me, like I like to say. It, I'm not, I'm, not always, but you know what I mean. I just like, annoys me. People go around like preaching, you know, like, like those, I'm like, such a great person. It's like, yeah, why did you have to tell me that? Because I don't know, you know, these I wouldn't even think people. about that. White people. I was thinking like, about mac and cheese. Pretty woke. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pretty uh, woke person, but uh, but yeah, spiritually meditation. You just like in touch with. I'm just. I'm just curious. Sure. Yeah. But you're in touch with like nature or. Yeah, intuition, nature. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. More like collective consciousness. Because I've always like thought of like that idea and like with the ideas of that, like going with like my gut. Is that like kind of the same thing you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel that's like, what the you gut know, is. Like yeah. You feel it. And I feel like for me, I always say like go with your gut. So this is a really bad example. But uh, my brother, I was it was Christmas. And so it's January right now. I guess. Yeah, it'll still be January when this episode comes okay, out. That's good. Woo. We, we made it. Um, but uh, I saw my brother and he like couldn't decide what shoes he wanted to wear. I'm just like, I don't know. Go with your gut. <laughs> And so we like kept asking 500 people. And I'm like, I know you're not going to go with whatever I say. So right. go with your gut. You, so in your mind, I guess this is me like dumbing it down for myself. But you think like going with your gut is what needs to. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, the that phrase comes from the fact that like we literally have like brain cells in our gut. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually Whoa, that's the cool. biggest part. So, yeah, there's actually a huge part of um I'm forgetting scientific terms right now. I wasn't really thinking we were going to talk about this sort of thing. <laughs> um, but like cognitive things happening mm-hmm. in your stomach, basically. Like it's, but it's more of like your feeling brain, like your animal brain that like knows just things in a different okay. sort of way. So it's like a mindset, like the kind of thing. I don't know what to, I don't know the words I'm trying to say right now, but I know what I want to, it's like, you know, Okay, that's like the weird feeling. I don't know. It's like you're trying to figure out what words to say, and you mentally get it, but you're like you don't. Know. Right. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. I don't mean. But meditation. I love meditating. So that's like my that's one of my pastimes. Cool. <laughs> I sound like so awesome. dumb when I say it. Just like pastimes. I like that word. Mm-hmm. That's an OG word. It's an OG. Keeping it. Keeping yeah, it OG keeping on it OG this today. show. Um, but yeah, I feel like meditation is really. A really solid practice, no matter like what you like believe or anything. Oh, sure. I don't even know if it's like a belief. You don't even. I don't think you need to believe anything, but yeah, a lot just, of times it goes with a belief. It's good for mental health, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you feel better, you know, clear know. mind and. Like, do you? How long do you typically do it? Because I typically do it like ten minutes. It's different every time. Every day, okay. Yeah, just, There's some people who are like eight hours of it or something like that. I'm like, no, yeah, I like I'm to like, do just little bits throughout the day. Like, I don't try and sit there for ten minutes straight. Mm-hmm. I'll do a few minutes at a time, like several times a day. It works better for me. Okay. Yeah. Like I could do like, like five minutes or 10 minutes yeah. throughout the day. There you go. Stuff like that. Just, uh, just I like take time to slow down and not think about anything, mm-hmm. you know? I tried using this app once to like help you meditate and I went through like the first 10 days and then after that I had to pay for it because you know how cheap I am with apps. Sure. So it was like, it was really nice. It was like focus on your breathing and it's like not every time you meditate is going to be good. Yeah. That was like the one thing I got out of it. And I that's that was probably the best thing I got out of it. It was like not every time you meditate, it's gonna be like the best experience of your life. And then you have like those some moments that like really 
like get you going. Mm-hmm. But uh, sure. but yeah, meditation is dope. Yeah, dope. Sure. I, I learned that I say words ironically, and then I start using them in my everyday vocabulary, like <laughs> dope and fam, and uh, but you're you seem like you're too cool for like the cool what kids find cool. I'm too cool to be cool. Too yeah. cool. I like the way you said that. Yeah. Too cool for cool. Ice like, cold. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. There's like a video I like to annoy people with. It's 10 hours of all right. All right. All right. And it's just like loops it back and forth for oh 10 God, hours. That's awful. I just saw my friend uh, Micah, which actually he's the next episode after yours. Cool. Um, so preview for anyone listening now in two weeks. Um, but uh, when I left his apartment, uh, I saw him when I was in Kansas City. So I left his apartment and I on his like TV with his like Apple Fire TV, I put on like All Star by Smash Mouth, but it's the 10 hour version. So it's like they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming when I left because he wasn't there. And then like I think a couple hours later he got back and was still playing on his TV. Wow. So we got like multiple hours of uh, Smash Mouth. So I'm like hoping like his YouTube uh, chant like or his uh, profile like recommends like the really stupid videos that i don't like ever watch until like i'm around friends right so but cool but yeah do you do you watch youtube or what because you're you seem like you're too cool because you (laughs) you got meditation and i don't watch (laughs) a lot of tv i mean mostly i play music and music stuff i figured out like when i was once i moved here i stopped watching tv so much i don't really have time yeah i feel i feel like um like if you go in and like I'll sit down at my desk here and I'll get to work and then it'll be like 11 p.m. and I'm like oh yeah I know what you mean it's that's like, the most days for me as mm-hmm. well because mm-hmm. you I feel like I looked at this you teach guitar I teach guitar, teach guitar piano ukulele okay songwriting yeah so nice okay and so like you like younger kids adult kids uh, adult <laughs> kids yeah adult babies um mm-hmm. Mostly kids, but yeah, mm-hmm. some adults as well. I feel like the kids are like the most fun to teach sometimes. Yeah, it depends. I feel like if I had to like choose between like uh, like teaching like college students like who are like studying music or like teaching like kids or high school kids, like I think I'd pick the high school or like the little kids. Well, yeah, everybody has their niche, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to find like a, a small kid and get them a big guitar. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's my that's what I love to do. Wow. But uh, so a lot of, is it a lot of cool stuff going on with your students? Are you gonna like name drop all of them right now? No, on the show. No, I'm I'm planning the first recital for him. It's oh, actually nice. this Saturday. So oh, that's awesome. That. Like yeah. accompanying him while you like. I'm accompanying some of them. Some of them not. Mm-hmm. Depends on what they're playing. So because mm-hmm. when I took guitar lessons, it was like the like uh, guy in town who like played like with blues bands and rock bands and stuff like cover bands and stuff like that. Middle of nowhere town in Missouri. Anyway, so it's like you kind of got to have a lot of fun. Do you like let them have a lot of fun or? Yeah, they yeah. Have I have try like to make strict... it fun. No, I'm not like a strict teacher at all. No, it's like you're gonna learn your Beethoven. And you're gonna. Is it like classical or just country or? It just depends on the student. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, okay, whatever yeah. they want to learn. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so like... each. Yeah. <laughs> but I was uh, like, because I remember when I first start i took piano lessons as a kid you know and like you obviously don't get to choose what you get to play as a kid like when you're like uh f- uh six years old and you're just like okay we're just gonna go through all these like random like beginner books 
and then you're gonna we're gonna have like a recital at some church, and then you're gonna drink some punch, and you're gonna like it. So, right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. And then I took guitar lessons. There's like, so what are you into? I was like, Green Day. <laughs> so, nice. And so there's like, we gotta play Green. I, I learned like every Green Day song. So nice. That was the uh, that was the fun uh, stuff. That was uh. That went on with that. Do you like you have any students learning anything cool right now without dropping their names? Well, um, yeah, one of them's learning You Are My Sunshine, and she insisted on learning every verse, which, you know, it's like actually really morbidly depressing <laughs> country song. Yeah. So it's it's pretty long, and she she's like seven, and she's playing it on ukulele. And she's also performing a song that she wrote. Okay. So I'm actually, that one is actually pretty hard. Like, I spent... I spent like an hour trying to arrange it because it just had such a weird thing going on that it, like where it could have, mm-hmm. there were several different options for like yeah. chord arrangements that yeah. all worked with it. And mm-hmm. they all, and it was just, I could not decide. I know. So I was like, this, this one has a future in songwriting because mm-hmm. like, and the message of it's great. So it's, it's a little past her level to play, but mm-hmm. she's going to sing and I'm going to play. So it'll nice. be fun. And you're going to get those songwriting royalties. Right. I know. I'm like, <laughs> That's all that matters. She picked the melody, though, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to help her with it. But, I mean, That's really how I cool. imagine, uh, like, Taylor Swift writing. It's that uh, I don't think she does a lot with, like, the music ideas or, like, even the chord structure. I feel like. It's just, like, the idea for the song, maybe. Melody and lyrically. I feel like she she's really good at that. So. Which, um, which I don't know. I'm not in the room when, like, she's writing with uh anyone but yeah, I, don't know. I know with uh i guess like i know with her newer stuff with uh one of her producers she uses uh he's very uh like this is your song but i'm just here to help more so uh, there you go then so i don't know but do you think what do you think about taylor swift i'm not a fan you're not a fan anymore or never been a fan never been a fan okay she is one of those artists that it's like it's like it's not cool to like i guess I just don't like her music. Mm-hmm. True. So like, I don't know how you can I, live in Nashville and not like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm, I know a lot of people that live here that don't like Taylor Swift. Okay. I mean, that's like saying you have to like Elvis. Some people don't like Elvis. Other people, I mean, think he's great. Mm-hmm. I think people would probably be crazy for not liking Elvis. But mm-hmm. at yeah, the same I time, like, if they're not into that kind of music, whatever. Each he's, kind of a, he's kind of a showman guy. Yeah. But, uh, well. he, he, I liked him. At least you didn't say it was some of like the trigger bands or artists that I would have like freaked out if you said people don't like like Tom yeah. Petty when people say they don't like Tom Petty I'm like what's wrong with you right no I feel that way too Tom yeah. Petty's one of my faves yeah it's one of those things it's like we all like we have our differences but at the end of the day yeah we have Tom Petty right we have Tom Petty's music I guess now we have Tom Petty's music mm-hmm. so if some, some of you didn't know uh, Tom Petty died last year yeah so but anyway but he was like He's one of I think of like in the last recent years of like the musician deaths. I think his really struck me the most. Oh yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. really hard. Because he was a uh, he. I don't know if like saying genius is the right word, but like definitely a songwriting genius. Yeah, he's a songwriting genius. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't know. He had something to him that just like I feel like. You didn't overcomplicate him. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's what I liked about him so much. Like, he wasn't one of those people you overcomplicated. Like, you got his music easily. Right. You didn't over... Because sometimes you have to, like, go through, like, a maze to figure out a song. At least for me. I, I like, go into detail. Like, what is this song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's, what I, that's pretty much what I do. I like I, like, research songs. And then 
I like describe I'm like, okay, I'm not even in college anymore. I'm like doing this to songs still. Mm-hmm. But uh that's what I do. But uh did you go to Tulsa for Christmas? No, I was here. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I've never had Christmas here, but I've only been living in Nashville for like two of them, so. Two years. Okay. Yeah, I've so. been here for a few months, so. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So you're yeah. you're in, you're more new than I imagined. Yeah. But uh pretty new, pretty new. But uh how, yeah, well, how was uh, Christmas in Nashville? It was great. That sounds yeah. like a really cheesy song, like Christmas in Nashville. I'm sure it's already a song. That's mm-hmm. got to be a song There's already. A Google song it. There. Let's see here. Let's get the phone. Okay. And so uh, you just released your single, One Trick Pony, right? It's called Trick Pony. Trick yeah. Pony. Okay. Uh-huh. Not One Trick Pony. Yeah. <laughs> Trick Pony. And uh, I know I saw the music video. I really liked it. I remember you played it. We played a show together. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, Jackalope. Yeah, Jackalope. The co- one of the coolest places in town. Really cool. Um, so like talking... About that, I remember like, man, this stuff is good. Oh, thanks. And so, and so, like, let's, I want to talk about like one trick. I'm not one trick pony. Trick pony. Uh-huh. And uh, what was like the inspiration and stuff behind it? Like, what were your ideas when you're trying to write it? Um, mostly douchebag ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I, like the chorus just came to me, and then I yeah. started writing the verses. It, it's one of those songs that came pretty easy. I kind of sat down and wrote the whole thing in one sitting. Like mm-hmm. I was driving in my car and had a little like stuck in my head mm-hmm. one trick pony and then i was mm-hmm. like yeah okay this is gonna be a great country song and i went home and i wrote it yeah it was really fun to write like super fun to play it's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. to play with a band and yeah uh, i mean i liked it a lot um but let's let's get into the details of it who is the pony <laughs> no, no we're not gonna do that <laughs> no um little sebastian obviously but i don't think you watch parks and Rec, so i don't think you get that no. joke but um you, and you released a music video for it too yeah just so, kind of did a soft release mm-hmm, of it. And I, I like the music video. It was a, it was a very fun yeah, music video. Thanks. A lot of times music videos are too serious. Yeah, I wanted it to be fun. That was the whole mm-hmm. whole thing. I filmed it myself, edited it, everything. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Did you use a iMovie or Final Cut? iMovie. Or iMovie, that's the OG. Oh, We're talking yeah. about like being OG. So, sure. Um, but regardless of that, so like, yeah, I really like that. You're at least working on a new album, right? It's it's already done. It'll be mm. out, oh. yeah, in like March. I've not set the official release date, but will mm-hmm. in the next few days. So, so in the next yeah. few days, so yeah. I'll make sure to like put that with the notes. Oh, like, cool. oh, this new album, go okay. pre-order it Thanks. and stuff yeah. like that. It was like tell everyone to go pre-order music and stuff like that. But um, that's really cool. I'm really happy. I'm excited to listen to it because I'm really picky with like country music. So and I like your stuff. Thanks. So because it actually sounds different. So yeah, it's Americana technically. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay. I don't follow like, and that's the thing about country. And let's probably pick the wrong mm-hmm. to- town to talk about this, but a lot of songs that, you know, people like. I, I meet people that are like great singers and have really great lyrics, but they it's like they put them all in the same fucking chord patterns yeah. over and over. Was I allowed to say that? I'm no, sorry. yeah, you can say it. But as it's much just as you like want. it ruins it for me. I'm like, this would be a great song if you weren't putting it in this chord structure just because like. You're trying to get it on like top 40 radio because yeah. I'm sorry, it's just tired. It's mm-hmm. so tired. Like, since when is not being creative yeah. what makes you money? Like, I mean, I guess that's the state of things for some some folks. But I mean, I get it. Yeah. And that's kind of the country music scene here. Put it in a box. There's mm-hmm. a lot more than that. That's but. coming from like the guy who's writing like pop music in Nashville. But anyway. yeah, see what you're doing is super original too. You know, you're, yeah. you're doing your own thing. And I think it's, I think that's great. So, like, yeah, I just, 
what is it when you walk uh, on Broadway? It's like okay, that's generic country band number one, right? And that's generic country band number two. And obviously, those guys are just there to make money. And so I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a money I don't know why I like thing. pick on them so much, but. Well, and some of them, like, I love Roberts, and they do. I love the covers they do at Roberts because it's, mm-hmm. it's the country I like. So it's yeah. like, you know, classic country, and mm-hmm. I, I've only been there once, so maybe they do different things different nights. But it was very, like, throwback, honky-tonk. I was mm-hmm. like, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. I could listen to these covers all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And uh, I don't know. I, I can sometimes have fun with country music. But um, you're from okay. So we talked about your being from Tulsa like 500 times. Yeah. But uh, but we'll wrap it up pretty quickly. And so, um, anyways, uh, we're glad you're here and stuff like that. Where can everyone check out your music? Uh, my website www.aaronodow.com. I've got videos on there, songs you can buy, and listen to first. Got stuff on YouTube, of course, Instagram, mm-hmm. my Facebook page, yeah. facebook.com slash Aaron O'Dowd Music, and mm-hmm. got a Twitter, too. Okay. Kind of. And I'm also on Bands in Town, so you can track me and get alerts mm-hmm. when I'm playing shows oh, in Oh, that's area. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I that's like the Bands fun in Town one. a lot. Until like, our, you follow a really dumb band, and then, <laughs> like they post so much. But uh, anyways, well, thanks for coming on. Um, it, it was great having you on. I was so excited much. for your music and stuff like that, so... In the meantime, check out more shows at WaffleButtMedia.com. And like always, stay awesome.